Cynthia A. Thomas is a licensed counselor in the state of Maine. She is also licensed and ordained with the International Church of Foursquare Gospel. Cynthia's teaching is focused on ordinary people learning an extraordinary way of loving God and loving others. Where church isn't a building, it's people learning together and encouraging each other to follow the teaching of Jesus. Thanks for joining today, and now here is Cindy with today's focus. This week, I want to talk about the parable of the sower. We're going to look at Mark 4, verses 1 through 9, speaking of Jesus. Again he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen. Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. In this parable, Jesus teaches us how seed grows in different settings. Then he ends it with, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. There is a response required when the Word made flesh, Jesus Messiah, teaches us. Just like there is a response required of us when we read the written Word of God. Back in Bible times, the teacher was Jesus in person. Now the teacher is Jesus through God the Holy Spirit. Christ in us, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. In fact, Jesus said plainly that the Spirit was coming to guide us into all truth, and he would not speak of his own authority, but only what he hears from Jesus to glorify God. John 16, 13 through 15. However, for us to have ears to hear, we need to prepare the soil of our heart and life. How do we do that? After this parable of the sower was given, the disciples came to Jesus a little while later and asked him to explain it. Do you know that it blesses God to have his children seek the kingdom of God and to press in as though they really want to understand what is going on, that they want to search for it like they would a precious metal or a hidden treasure? That blesses God. Proverbs 2 verses 1 through 8. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commands within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, 
Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the ways of his saints. Making your ear attentive. Make your ear attentive, the verse says. He who has ears to hear, let him hear, Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, because it is from there that we are told all other things we need will be added to us. Part of preparing the soil of our heart and life is to press into God, actively seeking his guidance, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding seeking his kingdom first above all else. We seek the presence of our God in our lives. In fact, Jesus explains in Matthew 13, 11 and 12, that those who care enough to press in and seek to know and understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven will not only be given the truth of the subject they are seeking, but they will be given even more than they have asked for because they have shown that they do care enough to seek God for his truth. So let's talk about how to prepare the soil of our heart and life so that we do have ears to hear. Let's press in a bit as the disciples did when they went to Jesus and asked him to explain this parable. We're looking at Matthew 13, 18 through 23. Jesus speaking. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in their heart. This is what the soil along the path is like. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was grown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and another thirty. What hints does this explanation from the Lord give us to help us know how to prepare the soil to receive the seed, which is the word of God? Matthew 13, 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. This shows when we don't understand a concept of the kingdom, the devil will try to snatch it out of our hearts quickly. 
so that we don't have time to think about it long enough to understand. He wants to get truth out of our minds as fast as he can because he certainly doesn't want us thinking about the word long enough to actually pray and call out to God for insight and raise our voice for understanding like Proverbs 2 counsels us. That would be trouble for the enemy. Why? Because our enemy knows that he can only keep us in bondage if he keeps the word of God out of our hearts. He knows Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, 32. We might ask the question, free to do what? Free to live in the overcoming victory and joy in the fullness and presence of God as we follow Jesus as his disciples. 1 John 4, 4. Psalm 16:11 To prepare our soil we must be willing to think, meditate and pray about what we hear, seeking God for insight and understanding. That's why the Holy Spirit is with us and in us. He is our teacher who guides us to understanding the things Jesus offers to us as an inheritance from him those things which Jesus purchased for us through the work he did on the cross and his death and resurrection. The next soil Jesus identifies is Matthew 13, 20, 21. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Here it shows that we may hear an inspiring truth from the word and get all excited and happy that we know it now. However, we don't dig in with the roots of our own lives to bring actions and faithfulness to obeying that word that we received with joy. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They will be like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaf remains green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Do we hear truth from God's word that brings us joy, then press into God in order to grow our roots deep toward the abundance of his living water. Check out what he says in John 7, 37 and 39 sometime. Sometimes when we go through troubles and persecutions in life, if we have not pressed our roots deep into God's living water of truth, then instead of pressing in closer to God in the day of anxiety-producing drought and adversity, we often blame God and pull away from Him, abandoning the truth we heard that once gave us joy. And sometimes the persecution is not a big dramatic thing. Sometimes it's the world that says things just to try to humiliate or embarrass us for believing in Jesus. 
One time I was with another professional counselor who knew I was a Bible believer and a Jesus follower. This person was a secular counselor and did not believe in the Bible. We had been discussing professional issues over several months, and one day this person was saying I had the potential to go far, yet was hesitant that my faith would hold me back from serious professionals. Then this person actually said, in a perplexed tone, but you seem so reasonable for a Christian. <laughs> what? Wow, I wasn't sure whether to say ouch or thank you. When we're faced with those moments where people say things that could insinuate various inadequacies about us because we're Christians, we need to have our roots dug deep so we know who we are in Christ. The world is watching, and we are also responsible to always try to be good ambassadors of the kingdom we represent, 2 Corinthians 5.20. In order to keep our feet steady and not be knocked off guard, it helps to understand spiritual warfare and how to stand in your shoes of the gospel of peace and fight the kingdom way, which we learn from Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. If you haven't heard the Spiritual Warfare Armor of God series on my podcast, you can go check that out sometime. To prepare our soil, we must receive the word of truth that brings us joy. We must seek God for more insight and understanding, dedicating our lives to him as a living sacrifice, and asking for a renewed mind to trust God and believe the word spoken. Romans 12, 1 and 2, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. This is where we need to dedicate ourselves to faithfully keep on keeping on in Jesus, no matter what. Have we determined that in our lives? Then Jesus describes this soil, Matthew 10, uh, 13, 22. As for what was grown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. This group often hears the word of God, and the Spirit of God witnesses to our spirit that the word is true, but then we get so busy with everyday cares of this world and just ordinary life, or we get caught up in striving for more money, or better cars, or bigger TVs, or more popularity and prestige, or whatever. <laughs> when our focus becomes toward this world, then the eternity vision God has placed in our hearts and what we know of truth is crowded out of our lives and bears no fruit at all for the kingdom of God. It's like weeds that grow in a garden untended. Jesus himself told us, Matthew 6:33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. John 15:8, by this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. 
To put God first in our lives is to agree with him that he can be trusted to take care of us and to help us with all the concerns of our lives and that he will help us get everything sorted out as we focus on our Father's business, bringing him into our everyday thoughts and activities of life. Back to Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. How we make time for God and how we press into God is not a formula or a checklist. It's what works for each of us in our daily life in order to make God an active part of our life. We are not a one-size-fits-all Christianity. We are individuals who all are responsible and accountable for our own openness to and relationship with God. What God is not impressed with from us is when we say all the right things but have no real heart to actually follow Him. Isaiah 29:13. And when we hear the word and agree with it, but then we don't even try to do what it says. James 1, 22 through 24. Yes, of course we're supposed to think about work and earning money to take care of ourselves and our families. And yes, it's okay to have stuff here on this earth and enjoy personal life here. <laughs> the question is though, do we have our priorities straight in it all? Are we following in our lives what Jesus told us to do and says is the most important commandment and the one like it? When a teacher of the law asked Jesus what that most important commandment was, Jesus answered as follows. Matthew 22, 37-40 You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depend all the law and prophets. To follow the heart of this command of Jesus answers all the law and the prophets. To do this in the way that God leads us in our individual lives is what needs to happen in order for us to bear much fruit for the kingdom. To prepare our soil, we must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew 6:33. We must be doers of the word and not hearers only, James 1.22. And we are to be fruit bearers for the kingdom, showing ourselves to be disciples of our Lord Jesus, John 15.8. We make sure the soil of our lives is ready to receive what God puts in us of his word and then God will grow that 
so that he gets the fruit from us that he wants. Matthew 13, 23. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixtyfold, and another thirty. The seed sown in the life of someone who is taking care to have good soil grows exponentially. God blesses those who follow after him with their whole heart, abiding in the vine. God is not asking us for instant perfection. He's asking for glory to glory growth as we seek him first and learn from him. God's word will work in us and through us so that we bear much fruit in our personal lives and through our lives to those around us. John 15, 4 and 5. And the word teaches us that it is God who gives the increase. 1 Corinthians 3, 7. The word teaches us that we need to press in and look to Jesus because he is the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12, 2. Do we have God in the proper priority and perspective in our lives? As we go forward, let us consciously prepare ourselves to be good soil for God's word, to be implanted in us, and to develop in us like a seed germinates and grows in good soil of the earth. Let us seek to understand what we hear and read from God's Word. Let us seek God to have our minds renewed in order to come into line with the Word of God even in our tough times in life. Let us put God first in our lives, however that looks for each of us, and not let the busyness of all our activities crowd Him out. Let us seek God all the days of our lives with the attitude of learning, being taught, being his disciples, and growing from glory to glory toward the likeness of Jesus. Let us be doers of what we already understand from the word. And let us keep on keeping on in Jesus, everyone. Till next time. And that concludes today's segment. We hope to see you next time as you learn the extraordinary ways of loving God and others.